Welcome to London Riverside Church Podcast. We hope you've had a great day. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Uh, but you know, it's so good that we get to honor uh, our uh, mums on a day like today and those that play a motherly role in our lives. I'm sure if you think in your own experience, uh, you'll know that there are those that are your, 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 your uh, maternal, uh, pater- oh, I've got to get my paternal, nearly got my English wrong there. I bet we can we can rewind that, change that on the edit. Okay, your paternal mum. But there's we also know there's, there's there's people in our lives that have had a huge influence on us uh, in different ways, in a motherly way. You know, when I first started coming to a church like this, I was a teenager. I hadn't been to church before. I didn't understand uh, how we do things, and we know we've got our own little language in church sometimes, haven't we? I call it Christianese. We have a little language, and it's meaningful. But sometimes when you're brand new, you don't know quite what it means. And I can remember going to this church, it was uh, quite a new church in Cornwall and I just started to follow Jesus and I noticed that people were called auntie and uncle. And I, I don't know the people in the church, I just know that my mum's there, my brother and, and my real aunt is there. But then there were people were calling each other auntie and I was thinking, is the whole place related or what? What's going on? What have I joined? And, and, then I, and then I realized, actually, it's, it's an endearing thing. I know it's a cultural thing, but it's an endearing thing, isn't it? Because it's, it's honoring, it's recognizing uh, what people, uh, who people are in our lives and the influence and the difference that they make. So it's good to say thank you today. And I appreciate it on a Mother's Day. It's also, for some, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult day. It is. Let's, let's, let's be honest. For some, this is a, this is a painful day, and, and we appreciate that. And the reason it's painful is because... Mums do make such a big difference in our lives. And uh, so it is important that we say thank you. And you know, when you consider a mother's love, uh, there's two, th- two words that spring to mind when I think of the mother's love. First one is unconditional. A mother's love is unconditional. I know, you, I know mums didn't wake up this morning and think, oh, I better remember to be unconditional with my love today. It's, just, it's automatic somehow. You mums are unconditional in your loving. You know, when we've messed up, you keep on loving. When we have ignored your advice, can I go there? <laughs> you keep loving. When we take you for granted, you keep loving. When we don't return the love in the same way that we've been loved, you keep on loving. It's very unconditional. And the other word that springs to mind when I think about a mother's love is not only unconditional, but it's sacrificial. You see, mums do whatever it takes. Mums, thank you because you do do whatever it takes. You see, you will have and you have gone without so that some of us have. Yeah? Mum eats last, if you know what I'm saying. And some of us know that in the reality. Some of us know that in the real harshness of life because we, there's a sense in which mums are able to put others first. They do what it takes. They're sacrificial in their loving. And you know, I've said this before, but sacrifice is not measured by how much is given, but how much is left. It's not measured by how much we give, because some can give more than others. Some have more resources than others. But sacrificial love is what's left. You measure it by what's left. And we know that mums so often give their all. So we want to say thank you. So there's three thank yous I want to say today. Thank you for pointing to God. Thank you for pointing to God. You see, you may not have realized that, mums, 
but you have been pointing to God all the while. You see, as we highlight the mother's love, we are reminded of how God loves us. How God loves us. You see, God loves us unconditionally. In Jeremiah chapter 31, we read these words in verse 3. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. You see, the scriptures, they tell a story of God's love for his people and how often they stray away from the one who is loving them. The scriptures show us often that sometimes that love is spurned, that love is ignored, that love is resisted, and yet the love continues. God puts it like this, I've loved you with an everlasting love. In other words, God doesn't say, you know what, I've run out for today. Because we feel like that sometimes, don't we? It's like, that. that's enough and no more. God never says that. He has an everlasting love. If he chooses to love, because love is a choice, then that is an everlasting choice. It's unconditional. I've drawn you with unfailing kindness. And even though we sometimes think we know better, his love is unconditional. His, his love, you could put it another way, his love is relentless. It's relentless. It doesn't give up. What did we sing about this morning already? That he, he, he chases after us. Such is his love for us. It's he loves us unconditionally. And as, like I say, our mother's love also points us to God because it's sacrificial. Jesus, you, many of you in the room, you know these words. When Jesus was speaking to his followers, and he said in John 15, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Greater love has no one than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And so, I, I make no apology in, 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 in matching the mother's love is pointing us to the God's love. You know, in the scripture, God's love is expressed through both genders, okay? You know, if you look right back in the first chapter of the Bible, in Genesis chapter 1, God said, let us make mankind in our image, and our likeness. So God created mankind in his own image. Now, listen to what it says here. It says he created them male and female. Male and female. Don't let ever any kind of weird theology tell you that there's somehow the man is above the woman here. God created us in his image, male and female. So let me tell you, if you look into your scripture, you'll find that there is the love of God expressed through both genders. Now, in a sense, God is beyond gender. God is spirit. Uh, you know, we don't, we, don't, uh, we don't get ourselves tied up in too much of a theological exercises there. But recognize how he is expressed is both in male and female. In fact, the most famous mother of all time, I would suggest. The famous, now I know you think it's your mum, but actually in the scripture we read about a teenage mother whose pregnancy was unexpected, shall we say. It wasn't planned to happen right just there and then. In fact, she was busy planning her wedding day, but then she found out from the angel that she was going to bear the Son of God. Okay? Now try telling that to your boyfriend. I'm just saying. And so the most famous mother in history, we do well to, uh, to follow some of her example, I think. Now, we, we, you, you know, don't get worried. We, we don't pray to Mary. We, you know. But there is a scripture that gives us an example here. And fascinating, if you read the Gospel of John, right in the second chapter, Mary is at a wedding feast. 
And Jesus is at the wedding feast. And to, up until this point, Jesus hasn't performed any miracles as such. And you know when you go to a social function and you're there with your parents? So you're not sure if you should smile or not, right? But so do you, okay, do, you, know, do, do you belong to your parents or at that event or are you sitting at another table? Yeah? It's kind of like, now Jesus, by this stage, he's not, he's not, he's not a teenager anymore. Okay? So he's his own man, all right? So he, he can make his own decisions. And what happens in this wedding is that they run out of wine. That's a problem. If you're celebrating and you run out of refreshments, you have a problem. And so Mary goes to Jesus and tells him, or asks him, if he can do something. Now, I want you to look in your Bibles in John, in John chapter 2, because Jesus says these words. He says, it's got nothing to do with me. Oh, the Son of God said those words. It's not my, this is literally one translation puts it like this. It's not my problem. Oh, Jesus would never say that. Surely. Well, he did. He said, he said listen, mum, it's not my problem. <laughs> but, but then she goes, and you see the scripture on the screen behind me here. She says to the servants, whatever he tells you, do it. Whatever he tells you, do it. Now, I'm not going to dare to say whether Jesus decided to perform a miracle because his mum asked him or because the Holy Spirit said, well, no, it's not your problem, but this could be the right opportunity. I don't know. I'm going to ask him one day. I've been asking him to prepare this sermon. He hasn't answered me. So probably not that important. But anyway, uh, so Jesus tells the servants, well, fill these uh, jugs full of water. When they serve the water, it's turned into the best wine. Not schlur, by the way, like wine. Yeah, not that sweet stuff, like real stuff. It's the and, 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 and the master of the feast says, well, you've saved the best till last. And so Jesus performs this sign, and people begin to realize, wow, this is, what's going on here? Who is this man? But I want us to see the words of Mary there, where, where they point to God. He says, whatever... She says, whatever he tells you, do it. That is great advice, friends. That is great advice on this Mother's Day. Whatever he tells you, do it. Your miracle is waiting if you'll do what he's instructed. I believe it, friends. We don't earn miracles. We don't somehow twist God's arm to get his favor. We live in his favor, but he gives us guidance. He shows us the way to go, and if we'll go towards it, the miracle will happen. I don't know, whatever you're believing for in this room today, and wherever you're believing for, if you're listening online, then have you done what he told you to do? Whatever he tells you. Now, I don't know about you, if you were a servant at that wedding, you're thinking, fill the water, jug of water, serve the guests with water. That's going to be even more embarrassing than not having any wine left. Sorry, guys, we're just on water now. That's embarrassing, but they followed what he said, and as they did what he said, which didn't make sense, the miracle happened. And I'm believing that for you today. Can you take a hold of that? The thing that he's asked you, it doesn't make sense, but if you'll do it, the miracle will happen because we trust in, in him. So thank you, mums, for pointing to God. Secondly, thank you for providing. Thank you for providing. Thank you for providing all your care, all your protection. And again, the scripture gives us that sense of the mother's protection. It speaks of God in Isaiah 66, says these words, As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. God speaks these words over his people. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. You know mums that listen to the stories. They've listened to your stories, your tales of woe. 
your things that haven't worked out. They've listened to your stories. They've wiped your tears. And they've actually cried some of your tears for you. We thank our mums for providing and we see in that God's provision as well. What did Jesus say as he looked over Jerusalem? Luke 13, verse 34. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were not willing. You see that again, Jesus gives this, this picture of the hen gathering her chicks, protecting them, caring for them, guarding them. Mums are fiercely loyal, aren't they? You ever been to one of those school sports days? You ever been, yeah. I know, I know which is more exciting, the dad taking the kid to the football match or the mum taking the kid to the football match. Fiercely loyal. Don't you dare foul that, that young lad if the mum's watching. <sighs> I found this scripture. I didn't realize this scripture existed. In Hosea 13, God speaks of himself like a bear robbed of her cubs. I will attack them and rip them open, the Bible says. As I, Hosea 13, verse 8. You see, we, we speak of, of, of a caring love, of a soft love, but there's also a strong love. There's a protective love. So we thank our mums for providing that care and that protection. You know, Jesus said, if, if you as parents, even though you are sinful, even though we are imperfect, know how to do good things for your children, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? How much more? Is he, will God provide those gifts to those who ask him? How much more? So we say thank you to our mums today, but I want us to be inspired by how our mums have blessed our lives and recognize what God can do, what God is up to. How much more will God do? Now, let me uh, bring this round to, in the New Testament we read in 2 Timothy in chapter 1, read these words. Paul is, uh, is writing to a young leader, Timothy, and he says these words in verse 3, I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. Verse 5, I am reminded of your sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice and I am persuaded now lives in you. So we thank our mums for pointing to God. We thank our mums for providing that care and protection. But we also thank you for passing on the faith. Passing on the faith. You see, it says here that Paul recognizes that, that the grandmother was following, was following God. And then the mother in turn was following God. And now Timothy, in turn, had that same genuine, had that same sincere faith in God. You see, some of you will notice very well that children don't always do what you say, but they always copy what we do. Children don't always do what you say. Do your best on Mother's Day, kids. Yeah, do your best. Uh, they don't always do what you say, that they co always copy what we do. You know those conversations you've had, mums, where you said to your kids, how many times have I told you to fill the space, tidy the room, do the dishes, get up on time? Have I missed any? 
Come on, mum, tell us quite a few, right? You're all going silent on me like, never in my house have I ever said that. Oh, yes, you have. <laughs> but you see, this is a faith that is lived by example, not just by words. This is a faith that is lived out. And when it's lived out, it's something that our children copy. Our, our whole approach to life is then copied. This faith that was in the grandmother, was in the mother, is now alive in Timothy. It wasn't just because there was a, some words were said, but it was lived out. Lived out. A genuine faith. Not in word only. Not in I made it to church most Sundays. No, no, no. This is a way of life, which is now alive in Timothy. He's now alive in him. It's a lived out example. Let's go back to Mary as we, uh, as we conclude this today. In Luke chapter, t- uh, chapter 1, when Mary's told uh, that he receives that news that she's uh, going to be bear the uh, Son of God and she visits with her cousin and, and then she, says these, she sings this, this, uh, this song. It says, My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Let me just leave you with this thought. That what mums magnify makes a huge difference in the home. If you didn't write anything else down or type anything into your phone up until this point, just pop that in there. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. You see, what mums magnify, what you glorify, has a huge influence on the family. And we thank you for that because it's passing on the faith. Passing on the faith. You see, your prayers do make a difference. And mums, let me just remind you, and those of you mums that are listening online, your prayers are heard. Because some of your prayers have been going on years now. It's been a decade or two, some of your prayers, but they are heard. They are making a difference. God is ready. God is able. Our prayers, every one of them is heard. Our priorities, the priorities that we set in our homes are making a huge difference. Whatever we magnify is changing the course of our families. So thank you, mums, for passing on the faith. Now, it's important to note this before we finish today, that Timothy, who spoken about in this scripture, had to own that for himself. He had to own that for himself. You've heard this said before maybe, but God doesn't have grandchildren. You, you don't follow Jesus through your mum. You don't follow Jesus through someone else. Jesus went to the cross in our place and took that punishment for our sin so that we have direct access to God. Direct access to God. God doesn't have grandchildren. He has children. And so Timothy, although he had this wonderful passing down of the faith from grandmother to mother and in his own life, it had to be his own choice. It had to be something that he owned for himself. You see, we can get a free ride for so far. But it comes a time when you need to follow Jesus for yourself. I was going to say you can get a free ride and at some point you need to take a test. That might be a word for someone. Uh, 
But seriously, it's not a test. It's, it's, it's getting that free ride is great. That free ride positions us. The, the faith of our parents will bring us so far, but there comes a point where we need to follow Jesus for ourselves. This same genuine faith that was in the grandmother, was in the mother, and now is alive in Timothy. Psalm 100, uh, well, Psalm 100 verse 5 puts it like this, For the Lord is good, and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Let me just tell you, God's intention for our homes is that His faithfulness might continue through all generations. So of course we thank our mums today. We thank them for pointing to God. We thank them for all that they have been providing. We thank them for passing on the faith because it's all part of God's uh, plan that His faithfulness would be known through all generations. We're all part of it, friends. And I want to encourage you in the church, you may not be uh, physically a mum, but you are a mother in the house. You are that example. You are pointing to God. You're providing the input that is needed. And ultimately, you're passing on your faith that all generations might know His faithfulness. So we say thanks to our mums and our mums in the house uh, today. We thank God for, point, for you pointing to God, for providing, and for passing on the faith. But I'd like us to pray for a moment as we close. I'd like us to pray. And it's a simple prayer, and I want to include those of you that are watching online today as well. And it's a prayer that this will be your faith, not just your mother's faith, not just the parents' faith, not just the grandmother's prayers, but you can say your prayers. <clears throat> so as of you today, I'd like to pray a simple prayer. Just follow this prayer after me. Pray it in your heart. Say, Father God, thank you for your love towards me. I thank you for the love that's been shown me through my family. But today I make that choice to follow you for myself. I ask the Lord Jesus that you cleanse me and fill me and guide me. I ask in your precious name. Now while our heads are bowed for a moment, I'd like us to, I'd just like to say, if that's been your prayer, and if you're at home, this may have been your prayer. And I'd just like you to just pop your hand up if you're in the room. Let me know that's been your prayer today. Pop your hand up and put it down again. So anyone saying that's been my prayer? And if you're at home, I want to encourage you, go to our Next Steps page. Let us know that's been your prayer today. That prayer, that faith that is your own faith in Jesus uh, today. I wonder if we can stand together. Let's stand, shall we? Band are going to lead us in a song of worship. And then uh, Reg and Abby will, uh, will uh, explain some of, uh, some of the things that are about to happen. Uh, but let's pray. Let's give thanks. Come on, lady, lift your hands with me if you will, if you're comfortable doing that. Father God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that your love endures forever and your faithfulness continues through all generations. So we thank you, Lord Jesus. And Lord God, we pray particularly for our mums. 
and those that have a motherly influence in our lives today, we ask your blessing in Jesus' name. We ask, Lord God, that they'll know that they walk in your favor. Lord God, we pray that there will be every provision that they need, every guidance, every step. Lord God, for those who've been praying those prayers, Lord, you bring an answer in Jesus' name. Lord God, would you turn that situation around that they've been pouring their heart into? In Jesus' name we ask. Lord God, we ask for your blessing upon our mums today. We thank you, Lord God, that in your wisdom and where you've placed us and where you've placed them, and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. That's all from us here on our London Riverside Church podcast. If there's anything you would like some more clarification on, you would like to take those next steps in your journey, then why not head over to our next steps page, londonriversidechurch.com forward slash next steps. We hope you have a fantastic week and stay blessed.